Hi, and thank you for listening to this eighth episode of Media Mystic. I'm your host, Kristen Harlow. Today, I sit down with intuitive medium Per Borja to discuss the topic of exorcism, of house clearings, of energies that remain and spirits that remain, and the ways in which his practice has led him to pursue the avenue of house cleansing, of helping people to clear their homes of the energies that remain that may be creating circumstances that are uncomfortable for them. He is growing his practice and is really interesting to listen to as he talks about that experience. And I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much. Hello. Hi, thank you <laughs> so very much for uh, sitting down with me today. I love you so much. I love your work. I love your your energy. Um, I I joined. I think it was last year uh, a workshop that you led about manifesting love and and manifesting romance. And oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, I. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't join it because I was looking for romance or love. I, I, I wasn't, and, and I'm not, I joined it because I love your, I love your energy and what you have to have to offer. Oh, and I, you. yeah, you're welcome. And I, I imagined that it would probably be exactly what it was meant to be. And I think what it did for me was align me with the, with the truth that I feel that I'm not looking for that kind of connection. And it, it aligned to me with that, I think more and helped me to see the beauty in that. So everything that. you offer is so, um, just, just so energetically, um, sound is the best way to put it. And, <laughs> <Thank> um, you. <laughs> you're welcome. Very and, kind. Uh, it's the absolute truth. Um, but I, I wanted to start at, at least by talking to you about the idea of exorcism and yeah, yeah the, a, a very fascinating topic that I think a lot of, um, I think a lot of people in America on the, in the West, I think all over the world are really, uh, interested in the mm. entertainment value behind exorcism. Right. I mean, the first, probably the scariest horror movie I ever watched was the exorcist. And I watched it yeah. over and over and over again and <laughs> got, got myself into some trouble probably with it, with it. And, you know, yeah. by opening the the portals to Ouija board and, and that whole oh thing, I, I definitely yeah. did that. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, when, when you are, when you're a seeker of spiritual things, you know, yeah. horror films are, are going to be, uh, kind of um, like guilty, guilty pleasure, I think. Yeah. And they still are. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel, I feel kind of, I shame myself about it a little bit. I'm like, I, I want to embrace a, a life of love and light. And here I am watching, you know, ax murderers on screen. And I'm like, I probably shouldn't be doing that, but <laughs> it's interesting to me. It's entertaining. And, and exorcism is one of those, one of those things. And there are more and more movies. And I remember that when we were in circle together, because we were, we were in circle together for a couple of years, they're an excellent mm -hmm. circle that I loved so much. Um, yeah. 
you you talked a lot about your experiences of having dreams about being an exorcist in your dreams and yeah they were so crazy yeah and and you you felt like you felt like the dreams were telling you something about where your spiritual gifts were taking you and I was wondering if you could share what what those dreams were like, because I wouldn't be surprised if people who call themselves exorcists, even, even priests who apparently call themselves exorcists and mm. work as exorcists, I wouldn't be surprised if they have similar dreams and, and kind of a yeah. calling to it. What was your experience with that? Uh, well, number one, I would not call myself an exorcist, but um, the dreams, it was so interesting because there was a moment where I would have them consistently. And I have a little dream journal that I write them down in. And I remember it was like within two or three months, there was like four or five different exorcism dreams. And they're all different. Um, Sometimes I have an exorcism dream that looks like the scenes in The Exorcist um, where I'm, you know, exercising a little girl or a woman. Sometimes there was a strange one where, where I was exercising household appliances like poltergeist Hmm. like they were like lying about in the house and I had to exercise there was like demons in them I had to get them out of the vacuum you know what I mean yeah sometimes they get really esoteric and occult like where there are like runes around me and a person in the center and I'm wearing a black cloak and I have like a dagger I'm not stabbing them but it's just like a tool of divin or a channel and I exercise them in that way. So they're never the same. And I haven't had them recently. Um, but I think what they were telling me, and this is me trying to be logical about, you know, my spiritual dreams, which never is not usually how it happens. But um, I think they're telling me that sometimes in session or just you know, when we're in circle, like, I feel like we are doing energy work and energy healing while we're in that space. And I think the majority of my work has been a kind of exorcism within the session itself of like drawing out these darker things in people's lives and maybe things they haven't looked at or things that they are looking at and that we're speaking about um, to help them through it or to help them heal from it, move on from it. But um, what's interesting is in London, which was where I am right now, um, I had my first experience of a house clearing here. I've done a couple in in New York. Um, And I think some of my exorcism dreams have been calling me to do more of that. Mm. as well especially like the vacuum (laughs) um yeah but with this specific experience um and please stop me if you want to offshoot to something else but with I'm really interested to hear this absolutely with this specific experience I was meditating on the space first like Mm. kind of projecting myself 111 by the way it's 111 okay oh I love it. <laughs> go ahead I've been seeing a lot of that this week <laughs> I haven't been seeing them in a while I was like oh there's something wrong with me but I'm happy that they're happening again yeah um, so so start again I'm sorry I didn't even mean to interrupt it just seemed important no that's okay <laughs> um I was called in by a friend who was saying that her friend was having issues with their home and 
um, like paranormal, paranormal phenomena and weird dreams and people staying there and being really spooked out and leaving the next day. Um, and to be honest, I've never really experienced that. I've only experienced that when I actually go to people's homes and I feel the energy. Um, but it's never happened to me personally in any home I've been in. Where you and felt, where you felt um, uncomfortable or scared. Yeah. 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 Um, so I went to this person's house. I was, sorry, before there, before that. I talked to this person and just kind of get a download on what they're experiencing. And they're talking about like loud bangs in the noise and uh, or loud noises in the night and weird dreams and seeing things in the mirror. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just gonna meditate on your home before I get there, just to see if I can anchor myself onto anything. And so I meditate on the home and just try and like um, envelop it in light and see what comes out. And I kept seeing um, like Kuan Yin mm. for some reason like statues of like Asian women and Kuan Yin figures. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And so um, I do my little meditation just to kind of, I guess I call it prepping the home before I get there. Mm -hmm. um, and when I get there, I was like, oh my God, he has like a full shelf of like Kuan Yin statues. Wow. And I think that was my way of like remote viewing into uh -huh. their and like anchoring into a place that would be a good supportive energy to help with the clearing. Um, Cause I don't know too much about Kuan Yin, but I, I like her when I feel her, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and if you, if you read or listen to, um, uh, shoot, what's it, what's it called? It's the Sophia, uh, the Sophia code. It's called the Sophia code. Ah, she yeah, channels Kuan Yin at oh, one point. That and has a whole story that she attributes to one of Kuan Yin's existences that kind of made her the goddess that she became. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, I think I need to start looking into that because I just, I sometimes see symbols of her with this particular experience, very strong symbols of her, but I never really researched too much into it, which is um, my shortcoming. But um, it was interesting because when I was there, I was like trying to feel around the house and usually when I, in the house clearings I felt before, I can really feel when there's something there. It's like I walk through a wall of water, you know, mm, it's like, wow. there's like a heaviness. Um, but I didn't feel that here. I was like, oh, I wonder what's happening. Um, but when I moved closer to him, I felt it around him. And so I was like, has this moved with you? And he was like, yep. And so I, I didn't say this to him because I didn't want to freak him out. But I was like, I think it's you versus the house. Mm -hmm. um, and so I told him I was just going to meditate on his energy. And um, it's going to be very um, not dramatic. Like, I don't expect things to fly around or any sort of Hollywood special effects. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually just like working on his laptop while I was in the other room just meditating. Mm -hmm. Um, and I kept downloading, I think, memories of his, of like childhood trauma and abuse and things of that nature. So I asked him if that was all true and he said yes. 
And so I told him, I think what's happening is like darker energies are latching on to things that are enticing or delicious to them. And I'm not saying this person's name, so I think it's fine if I share this information. I think so, um, yeah. They participate in a lot of psychedelics. And so I told them, and again, I'm not, you know, an expert on this, but just what I was downloading, it felt like because of the combination of um, casual psychedelics and really intense childhood trauma and abuse, I think that is creating a really nice, like feasting opportunity mm -hmm. for darker things to come in. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just told him to be very aware of when he's participating in psychedelics and to ask for protection. Um, and maybe lay off a little bit. I don't know if he has, but... <laughs> But he's since meant he's since um, messaged me and said that things have been a lot calmer in his home, and I think just bringing that awareness to him brings awareness to his own power mm -hmm. to really protect himself. But what I thought was really sweet as well was during my meditation, I sometimes see like loved ones on the other side or entities that would be helpful and protective for him, and I kept seeing like an Asian family. And this man is not Asian. Like he had a statue of Kuan Yin, but other than that, he's a very British man. Um, and I was like, I don't know why, but I kept seeing like Asian people and Asian family that were helpful to you. And then he told me a story of an Asian family that his family used to live next to. And they were like the only Asian family in the neighborhood. And his father or his family really befriended them and they would share meals together and they would look out for each other. And he hasn't kept in contact with them, but I was like, I feel like someone from that family is definitely on your side. It felt like an older woman, like maybe their grandmother, you know, that was in that family. Mm -hmm. Definitely looking out for you. And it just made me, it just warmed my heart because it made me think of like, you know, these people that we have these really sweet moments with who are not in our life for very long, but who don't forget us even when they're on the other side. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it, it makes me think of the, it, the, the statue of Kuan Yin makes me wonder, and I think you might've suggested this, if the energy of that woman is actually connected to that statue as well as the, oh, actual, yeah. right. Yeah. Like somehow yeah. she's embod she's embedded in that. Yeah. In the stone yeah. of that statue. Absolutely. Um, and so that was a very that was my that's like my version of like a real life exorcism. Again, it's nothing dramatic. Things aren't flying around, no one's head spinning. Um, but it's more subtle and it's more of just let's bring awareness to some energies that might we might not be aware of. But at the same time, I am going to use my energy and you know the energy and the spirit of what i believe to be my team and clear out the space almost like in my mind when i visualize it it's like a an astral battle <laughs> almost mm -hmm. yeah i watch a lot of comic book things and read a lot of sci-fi so my head goes to that place and you're an artist as well right 
I used to be, I used to draw a lot and I'm, I'm really, of course you brought that up because you're intuitive, but that's something that I've been really wanting to get back into. I was literally going to take out my um, colored pencils last night and I didn't, but I'm going to do that tonight, especially excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's what I visualize in my meditation. That's the energy I project when I'm clearing of like sweeping the house with like a powerful light. And even after when I leave, like going back remote viewing wise and like planting or anchoring light there. Um, and I will check up on the person, you know, once every, you know, a couple of months down the road just to see how it's going. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it's better and it seems to be better. But again, this is not something that I was ever trained in. It's just something that felt natural to do almost. Yeah. Yeah. I, I almost wonder what, what kind of training you could possibly get, right? It's, it's a personal, <laughs> it's, it's a personal journey to, to figure out your own practice and, and how, how you move forward with it. And um, it makes me think about the experience you had of connecting with the Kuan Yin statue. It, it was probably partially your, um, your, the, the way that you will cleanse the space. But I wonder if it was also the energy itself connecting with you and showing you that yeah. actual literal, right? Could yeah. do you think? That could be, yeah, that's, that's hitting home for me. Um, because again, I, I think, I hope that all of this is guided by something bigger than ourselves, because I don't, I usually don't know what I'm doing when it comes to <laughs> clearing homes and it's different every time. This is the first, this is maybe the fourth, home I've cleared and this is the first time that energy has come in um and I think also because that could be a powerful symbol for him even though um he himself is not very well versed in Kuan Yin just the anchor there and the connection with the Asian family and um him collecting those kinds of statues might have been enough of a connection for that energy to present itself yeah. What kind of things, if you can share, if you can remember, what, what kind of things did he experience that led him to contact you? What was he seeing? Do you remember details like that? Yeah. He told me that he'd see like shadows in mirrors, like dark figures in mirrors. He told me that um, there would just be like loud bangs, noises in random places in the home. And then he would tell me he would see like dark figures come out of the fireplace. Mm. Um, really intense, um, scary things um, that I myself didn't experience. I wonder why, because I'm not that I want to see it, but <laughs> I would. And also he said that when he would have, he had a guest over one time and they were just sitting on the chair and the guest felt something move through them and they were like not having a seizure but like shaking and spaz like something wow. moved through them. um wow yeah and so I didn't experience any of that but again I, that doesn't mean that they're not there or that's not what he experienced right I mean maybe it's because you are protected maybe yeah maybe, maybe. You know? just because we're like you would like not not to make us seem special but you and I are just so much more aware of what we need to do for our energetic 
hygiene. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, it's, it's not a matter of being special. It's a matter of being fortunate enough to have the curiosity at a very young age to pursue this. And then to get to the point where that's something you even think about at all. Most people, (laughs) you know, most people don't have that. Most people, uh, just, they don't really, they're not interested really. Although I, I do think, I think everybody is interested. I think, you you know, you tell someone you're a medium, they're interested, but it's, but the, the idea of pursuing it, of being kind of obsessed with it all their lives, that's not something that most people have or that a lot of people have. And so they don't have the, um, they're not exposed to the idea of requiring protection. And, and I think also, I mean, I, I don't feel that I get this feeling about you too. I don't feel that I personally need protection per se. I feel like I am protected. You know, I am yeah. protection type. Yeah, that makes know? sense. I, yeah, I don't I don't wake up every day asking or like doing a meditation for protection. Um, I think partly because you and I just may, may believe is not the strong word, but just like feel the protection that is there for us already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it reminds me of another house clearing that I did. And this mm. woman was Catholic. And with every house clearing, not that I've done so many, but like with the house clearing. Four is done, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always my intention to remind the person of their own power and like you like you don't actually need me to do this i'm just going to remind you of your own power to do this mm-hmm. and so you know with that person i told them to pray on and call on like their virgin mary and their jesus to help them clear the home and in that in in, in that experience i did feel like the walking through water experience of like a heaviness in in the space and after we I led her through a prayer and meditation of her calling in her people it's like an immediate like lift it was just so weird it's like I could the room you know what I mean I could fly around the room yeah that like the feeling the the, the yeah. lightness of the yeah. atmosphere yeah it's really it's really there for you to like feel so with the one that you did in in the UK, it felt as though it was potentially more attached to the personal experience of the yeah. person. But in yeah. others, it has been connected to the house itself. Yeah. And are yeah. are like for instance, for the woman, for the Catholic woman who you who you helped, was the house an old house? Did it have any kind of history? Was it something like that? Yeah, it was a house. Or a, it was an apartment in Soho, and it was interesting because the spirit that was there felt like someone who kept the house or was a um, maid mm. for the house, and so it was very protective of how everything was and mm. how things should be. Um, I didn't get too much history, but. I definitely felt it was a woman and the person I was with um, before she said anything, she said that it was also a woman to her. Okay. Yeah. 
And I, when I was there, I saw a flash of like dark hair and like, it felt like a younger woman. And I just felt like I wanted things really clean and orderly. <laughs> mm. That's, that's interesting. You just made me think of our, our mutual friend, Dana, um, who I, this happened, this the scheduling of this happened so quickly that I didn't even get a chance to tell her that we're meeting, but I'm oh. sure if she knew she would say hello, cause she loves you. Yeah. Um, love but uh, we, we went to the merchant house in, um, you know, in Lower East Side of New York. And um, we, of course, went for the express purpose of connecting with the spirits there. And yeah. uh, we got, have you been? No, I don't even, I've not heard of the merchant house. It's it's a very, very old house. I think probably dates back to the 1700s. I, I think it's- someone live there now? Nope, no one lives there now. It's a museum now, but it it uh -huh. up until I think until the maybe the 30s, I think somebody lived there. And the mm -hmm. woman who lived there was a descendant of the people who had of the family who had owned the house for the whole time. And it fell into disrepair, just that whole story. But it's notoriously haunted. And uh -huh. um, and so, you know, a lot of people who are are interested in in spirit go there to experience what happens. And there's there are three floors and it, it's a museum because it really is very much the way it was at, at least in the late 1800s onward it hasn't changed they've kept it exactly the same and and probably also added some of their own um furniture and things like that to fill in the, the blanks but so there are three floors the kitchen is in the basement and then you've got the parlor and all that in the middle and then upstairs is bedrooms but then there's a fourth floor that's kind of an attic and it's where the um, the help would stay. And they had mm. a lot of, there are a lot of stories about, I mean, you probably already know the stories about being a young Irish woman in New York and coming to New York and yeah. needing the help and the suffering that they experienced and, exactly. you know, just almost slavery level experience when, when they came. And that's so kind of, absolutely. That's the kind of, Oh, I thought you were going to say, um, so oh, I was say, the kind of energy I was feeling at that yeah. place. That's what I, that's what I'm picking up on. And so we, we went up and we stood in front of the, one of the bedrooms that the, the help would sleep in. And I just, we both picked up on this, the energy of a young female and it just felt, I think it was March or something when we went, but it just, I got this feeling of spring of the night before the family was leaving for their summer holiday and she was going to be staying behind. And I felt that there was some kind of lover involved in the situation and just this real um, excitement and feeling of freedom that they weren't, that she wasn't going to have to go with the family. And that mm -hmm. feeling and that experience stayed with me for months and months and months and months. It would pop up. She stayed with me. She, she, she popped wow. up all the time until finally I said something to Dana when we were, we were journeying. I explained to her that, you know, she's just, it's so present with me. I think she's attached to me actually. And that never happens to me. So yeah. Dana kind of did a, a bit of a clearing with, with yeah. her and released her and it worked. Um, cause Dana too is, is really attached to, or is, is really, um, Dana is, uh, would call herself a psychopomp and is uh. very interested in, you know, the aspect of helping energies move on. And this is kind of a similar yeah. thing that we're talking about. Right. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's, that's what that made me think of. It's so I interesting. Yeah. I wonder if it was, did you get an idea of how old the spirit was or what era? Yeah. Um, 
you know, I feel like I'm seeing her now that we're bringing her up. <laughs> Probably um, are. She's she like... to be in her early 30s to me, mm -hmm. like young, mm -hmm. young to me. And she she felt Italian to me, like okay. darker hair. Yeah. Um, but Irish people could be dark haired. That's well. right. In fact, <laughs> I believe this woman was as well. But if she felt yeah. Italian, she felt Italian. Yeah. And she just felt really prissy and mad and disciplinary <laughs> um but um part of the clearing was to send her on her way mm -hmm. that's what it felt like to me and then the space lifted and it just felt like and she didn't have an issue after that mm. interesting interesting mm -hmm. yeah and do you have you have you ever had an encounter with um, an energy that you would consider dangerous? You know, what's interesting is only when I'm doing drugs in a very reckless way. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I'm not gonna get arrested for this. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. I, you're not doing I them now. So <laughs> no I one can prove doing, anything. I stopped doing cocaine specifically because of that. Mm. When I did cocaine, I, I I sound even so old fashioned saying the full name. When I did coke, I, <laughs> <laughs> I would feel and see just in my mind's eye, like things grasping at me. Mm -hmm. And that was not fun. And I was like, this is a very, very dangerous thing for me to take. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't want to have these experiences with these entities on this substance anymore mm. yeah because because coke you know i i don't i don't judge any um any substance at all because i think first of all they all have um like hamilton um what's his name hamilton from hamilton's pharmacopoeia uh <laughs> can't think of his last name but every, people a lot of people will probably know who i mean he you know he always says and um and i believe as well that they all have value and mm -hmm. and have a reason for for be for existing and probably have an incredible purpose but sometimes they're abused of course a, a chemical like like cocaine it's hard to use it in a conscious way so yeah. it, you know, it would be, it would be difficult to find any way to patch up those Swiss cheese holes that are created in the energy field by doing that's that. That's such kind a of good visual, but yeah, that's such a good metaphor, by the way, the Swiss cheese holes. I, I think I actually it. got that from Matt Kahn because he, he <laughs> talks a lot about psychedelics and psychedelics yeah. are um, an incredible tool. I use them myself and you know but i i think a lot of people maybe don't use them consciously and use them too excessively and don't integrate yeah. after the fact and so that he's the one who says he often when he if i don't know if you know who matt Kahn is but if not he's yes um, yeah he's amazing yeah. um he says that he sees um swiss cheese in the energy field of the people that he's talking with if they are people who don't use psychedelics in a conscious way and and use them too often. That's, yeah, well, that makes a hundred percent sense to me. Yeah, yeah, me too. Sure. Because you open yourself with those kind of medicines, you open yourself to a reality beyond the one that we see in front of us, and Definitely. that's a reality that people like you and I open ourselves to regularly. So, yeah. if you do it and aren't conscious of 
what what is what if you're not conscious of your own desire to heal, I think, and the process of it, then it leaves you open to things, I I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. Especially but. also with a party drug like Coke, people are usually taking it to escape something. Yeah. And not really look at something. And that I, I feel is, again, really delicious for like something for like an entity to feast on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have had, I, I did um, open myself to those energies when I was a kid. I I just was so fascinated already with um, all things supernatural, right? Yeah. And saw The Exorcist, which is the one of the most frightening movies ever, right? And just yeah. decided that I wanted to, you know, get in touch with some kind of energy that would talk back to me on a you know, talk board. Right. <laughs> so I, I did it and, um, I, I would play with it by myself regularly. Nothing would happen. I would never, it would never work. I always yeah. wanted it to, it never would. And then, um, I, I started playing with Ouija board with a group of friends and it was something that we did, um, just to pass time. And mm-hmm. I was working on a, uh, a musical review, like a Christmas musical review when I was about 15, 16. And it was during this time that we were using this Ouija board and they were a part of this Christmas review. And um, we rehearsed for like two weeks. It was all music. We rehearsed for like two weeks. And then one day on the day that we're going to be doing tech, which means you add in all the lights and sound and all that, a bunch of young kids were going to be coming and learning one song, probably take about an hour, hour and a half. And we were expected to kind of wait in the green room while they learned the song. So we brought the Ouija board uh, just to pass the time. And I kind of threw it to the side. It was mine. I kind of threw it to the side and we didn't really play with it. And then the kids were done learning their song. They came downstairs. We were all in the green room together. Little time passes. And all of a sudden I hear two or, you know, one young kid's voice call out my name, Kristen Harlow. And so I went into where they were and I saw that there were these two tiny, tiny little five-year-olds, adorable little five-year-olds with the Ouija board. And there there were people around them, adults. And, and um, I came over and the planchette, the tool that you use to, you know, go yeah. to the letters and stuff was going out of control. It was going in like an, a figure eight, like really, 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 really fast and yelling out swear words and saying my name, not yelling obviously, but wait, there were five-year-old, are these five-year-olds actual five-year-olds or spirit five-year-olds? No, these were five-year-old girls oh. who had come to learn the song and they found oh the God. Ouija board and started playing with it without asking or anything. And it called my name and I, I came over, like I said, and it was, I'm not going to repeat the words because we're going on YouTube and it probably will be <laughs> not allowed. I don't think, but like saying, saying really, really horrible swear words to me. And these are five-year-old kids that don't have the dexterity to even move the thing fast in any shape. And they couldn't spell, they didn't know who I was. And it, I, I, I kind of don't remember what happened after that. I think one of the adults probably stopped it and I walked away and kind of forgot about it, which is what I think happens often when you experience things like that. But it that energy followed me for, for years after I had other experiences in other places where that energy appeared in front of others and others experienced it. So I, I know it's real. 
Um, I no longer feel its presence or believe that it has any effect, but um, it, it is real. It's definitely a real energy. Wow. Terrifying. It, it is terrifying and, and it doesn't sound possible. It sounds like most people would probably say it's made up, but it's, it's just simply not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not made up. It's a true story. <laughs> yeah. So fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had too many experiences with Ouija boards. Again, they never worked for me, but I think like really wanting it to work makes it not work. Yeah. Yeah, it, it didn't work for me when I was alone. When I started using it with that group, it it worked and some interesting things happened for sure. Oh. Um, but that was probably the most interesting, <laughs> I would say, yeah. thing that happened. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's like, is it a is, is it an entity that is um that is outside of us or is it a part of us? I, I, I don't know. It's a question I ask a lot. Yeah. Well, we're all one. Everything is a part of. That's right. The same. Um, and again, I think the more you do this work or seek out the spiritual or open yourself up and work on yourself, they feel to be less terrifying, I feel. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. They just feel to be um, just existing. Mm -hmm. And then almost like just wanting to respect each other. Like that's where I come. Mm -hmm. That's my perspective right now. And and to have a level of, of forgiveness almost for for them to have a, yeah. a level of inclusion rather than exclusion, you know, yeah. welcome, yeah. welcoming them into the light, if anything. And it's like, I think also the Catholic church and the, you know, exorcism that seems to spring from the Catholic church kind of dominates the whole topic, but in fact, it's not as cut and dry as it's presented when it, yeah. when it's, when it comes from that school of thought. Yeah, it's, it's um, I, I'm fascinated to actually speak to some like Catholic priests who've had some real experiences, if any. <laughs> yeah, there, there is a movie that just came out with Russell Crowe. He, he's actually he's pretty good in it. Um, it's good, plays, the movie. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, it gets a little bit over the top, and you know. Yeah. Just because of what the exorcist did all of them try to match that level of and don't have a lot of originality but but he's he's good and he it's a apparently a true story about a, a priest who worked directly for the pope as an exorcist interesting okay i'll put that on my list yeah i forget what it's called but it's pretty good um well pair this has been a really uh really interesting conversation and <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel that like i feel you are moving in more of a direction to be doing even more of that kind of work. I just, your energy itself is just so, it just is so clearing and so, so peaceful that I'm, I'm not surprised that it would be a a calling for you. And I just feel it's, yeah, I feel that there's, there's more of it in the future for you. Um, 
And uh, do you, before we end, do you have a social media or a website that you'd like to share with our lovely yeah. listeners? My social media handle on TikTok and Instagram is The Awakenist. Okay. Um, and on my feed, I just share um, client stories and, and readings. I, I hope people find healing um, and pictures of my dog. <laughs> 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 and my website is just theawakenist.com. Okay, The Awakenist. Yeah. Perfect. Um, thank you so much for joining me and I can't wait to oh, come pleasure. back. Yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. And to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us and for listening along. And we love you. Bye. Thank you.